0: Hi, I'm Casey Kausman, a 2022 Mirage Challenge Scholarship winner, and here's what Mirage Challenge means to me. It means staying true to myself and not giving in to peer pressure. It means saying no to underage drinking and never getting into a vehicle with a driver who is impaired. It means setting a positive example for generations to follow. It means growing old and helping
1: others do the same. I'm Casey Kausman, and I accept Mirage Challenge. I hope you join me and show that you too are viewed tough.
2: The ButteCast is presented by Casa Grande's Steakhouse. You know about Casa Grande's steaks, but you also have to check out the rest of the menu. I know I could eat the chicken Marcello from Casa Grande's for just about every meal for the rest of my life. It really is that good. Casa Grande's also has some great made-to-order pasta dishes, seafood appetizers, desserts, and sushi. Thursdays are sushi nights at Casa Granda's. Also, Casa Granda's can handle all your catering needs. They have been catering the Butte Sports Hall of Fame banquet for the past several years, and it is just unbelievably good. Visit Casa Granda's at 801 South Utah Avenue. Call 406 723 4141 for reservations, and trust me on the Chicken Marcella. Casa Granda Steakhouse, eat where the locals eat.
3: Welcome to the Butte Cast with Bill Foley. It's a podcast about the greatest city in the world. Butte America. Amen. Let's meet the people and characters who make Butte the richest hill on earth.
1: Woo-hoo!
3: Now, here's my dad. Bill Foley. I'm
0: proud to be from Butte
1: America.
2: Today marks the first episode of season two of the Buttecast. There is nothing really new on the second season. Actually, it's only the second season because of the way I have to identify each podcast when I post it on Spotify. Today, though, marks the second year of the Buttecast. The first episode appeared on September 12th. 2022, and that featured former Butte Silver Bowl chief executive, Don Peoples. In the last year, we posted 128 podcasts. That's more than twice as many episodes that Rob O'Neill posted in his first year. (laughs) Take that, Rob. Of course, Rob probably made more money on his last episode alone than I did in the entire year. By the way, check out Rob's podcast, The Operator. It is outstanding. Today, we are starting off season two with Dr. John Michelotti, who now has an office in Butte. He is in the same building as Buffalo Wild Wings, in case you're looking for him. Dr. John won the Harry Sweet Dahlberg Award as the Outstanding Boy Athlete at Butte High School in 1986. He started four years in the Carroll College football team, and he gave Bart Black his famous mohawk during their senior season at Butte High School. He was also the valedictorian of his class at Butte High and one heck of an orthopedic surgeon. He has been Carroll College's team doctor for nearly a quarter of a century. Listen in as Dr. John talks about his playing days at Butte High. Listen how his third grade teacher at McKinley told him that he should be a sports doctor, and he listened. Listen in as he talks about how Black's haircut went on to inspire a winning tradition at Helena Capital. Thanks a lot, Bart. Thank you to everyone who has listened to a year's worth of podcast, and a special thank you to the sponsors who believed in the idea and supported it from the start. Please tell them you heard them on the Buttecast. We have so many guests that we want to get to before this thing is over, so I think we have many more years of podcasting to look forward to. First, though, let's catch up with a former McKinley Viking, Dr. John Michelotti. Dr. Michelotti, it's so good to talk to you. When I'm not having you mess with my thumb and see what's wrong with my x-ray and all that other stuff, it's good just to sit down at the table here at Metals and, and, and have a conversation.
0: Hey Amen. <laughs> you don't want to talk to the Grim Reaper for sure.
2: Yeah. Well, you didn't have a surgery yesterday, did you? Uh,
0: no, not yesterday.
2: Because your dad told me that you don't want to go under a knife with Dr. John Michelotti the day after the bear's loose. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, I guess that's why I don't operate on Mondays.
2: Yeah. Because <laughs> <that laughs> it happens and often. And that was a brutal one this week, too. Oh,
0: I was... Fortunately, I was fishing in Wyoming, and I didn't have to watch it. Oh, you, so oh good for good, you. It was awful, huh?
2: Yeah, it was... It was The first half, uh, it was kind of encouraging. It was 10 to 6, and then sure. the second half, it just it just <laughs> took off on them. No, well, no offensive line and no defensive line it tends to be a problem in football games. <laughs> yeah, that's.
0: They, they sound like they got dominated both sides.
2: But uh, you're... I was told by Bernie Boyle that your mom's a little mad at me because I said that you're the smartest Michelotti boy. <laughs> and uh, I threw in the doctor part, too. I mean, obviously you were valedictorian in the Class of 86. <laughs> you're, you're, you're an orthopedic surgeon. You know, yeah. you, you know it's not, a, not a lot of dummies are orthopedic surgeons. But yeah. mainly because you're a Bears fan, and, and apparently that, that didn't sit well with Mrs. Michelotti. No,
0: not somebody born in uh, lacrosse <laughs> and uh, yeah. who, is a, who is a Packers Packers fan with their dad, so yeah. yeah. So was did, did, do
2: they beat you up pretty good after the Bears lose to the Packers? Oh,
0: Brian is brutal. I mean, the 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 number of losses just keep mounting. Yeah. They, they, they own us. I mean, yeah. he, he was right. rogers yeah. said they own us, and they own us. Yeah. So. Did,
2: did you guys fight growing up? Oh yeah. Bears Packers. Oh yeah. Cause I, I remember me and my brother. We were way too old to be fighting. It was 1999 when the Red Sox and Yankees played in the LCS. Uh-huh. Don's a Yankees fan. You know, oh, you know, paint chips or something. I'm not sure what it was, but <laughs> he's. We got it. We got in a fist fight. So I'm. I'm like 25 years old. <laughs> he's 27. <laughs> <laughs> we're fist fighting out on Wells Street. Oh, <laughs> yeah. and
0: that was 99. Was painful. That was. Uh, was was that the Boone home run? No, that was, 03. that was 03. That was a painful oh, one, too. Yeah. That was a, a 99. Was, yeah. Was, I'll turn around in 04, though. So yes.
2: Our, so that's were, why we get along so well, because we're both Sox fans, both right. when, fans.
0: That's when, right. Whenever I have a bad day or really get a little bit depressed, I tell my Yankee friends that I just go watch four nights in October, and all of a sudden, <laughs> everything's a little bit better.
2: Yeah. We're, there were four long nights in October, weren't oh they?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember my son was, uh, Nicholas, was uh, six months, or no, gosh, he was six weeks old. During yeah. that, and I he would sit on my lap, and you know, fussy baby, yeah. watching this, and I'm like, you know, you're only six weeks. This has took me at the time. It had taken me remember, for 36 years. I said, I've had yeah. 36 years of suffering, and <laughs> yeah. in six weeks, you're you're already a champion. Yeah, isn't
2: that funny? <laughs> I, in 07, they won again. I love telling people my son was born into a world where the red sox were world champs (laughs) not a lot of people can say that
0: (laughs) no it was a long it was a long wait
2: (laughs) yeah and we and yeah you had 36 years i had 30 years yeah you know which doesn't seem quite as long now that i'm staring 50 in the face it is
0: you know it's it's sort of it's sort of like back to the bears i remember when i was growing up because when i was a senior in 85 86 the bears won it and their previous championship was in 1963, and I remember thinking, "Oh my gosh, 23 years is forever!" And now <laughs> yeah. it's been—it was socks that old.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you do. It is. It's funny the way it works like that, though. Because 23 no. years is absolutely 23 years ago. Tom Brady was playing. Yeah. For the Patriots, you know, and we were already sick of him.
0: <laughs> and and now they're calling. I saw they're calling maybe to bring him bring him back oh, yeah. with Aaron Rodgers hurt. I'll
2: go to the Jets. Go to the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> Can oh, you
0: imagine? God, uh, <laughs>
2: That would be brutal. Oh. Yeah, that poor, uh, Yeah, actually, was, I was really hoping, for the Packers fans' sake, the ones, you know, because the Packers, they've been getting beat up like crazy. Of course, Punky Warner texted me within seconds. Oh, yeah. You know, and even Mike Thatcher's posting memes on Facebook. One of the greatest guys ever is being mean about it because they're so mean <laughs> to us. But uh, I, I was hoping that Aaron Rodgers would win the MVP and win the Super Bowl just <laughs> a year after. But, but I think he made it five snaps, one pass. Yeah, <laughs> That was a short. And, of course, and Carson, you know that injury has. You know he's he'd yeah, be lucky to be back full strength next year.
0: Yeah, you know it's it's definitely it's not a bad injury. Meaning long term, it's not a yeah. bad injury. You know when we look at him now, when we're in our fifties and sixties. But from an athletic standpoint, there's no way he'd be back before minimum minimum six months, yeah. maybe maybe nine. Yeah, so. Yeah, maybe a, a year. Or so he's he's thirty nine. That's I, tough for the Jets. I feel fans. for those fans. You yeah, I watched wow.
2: Hard Knocks. They were so excited. You know. Yeah, having and, the first quarterback in a long time. And their
0: defense is so good. They sh- yeah. they have a great opportunity. So who knows? And yeah. probably not with Zach Wilson. But
2: no. He, although I really wanted the Bears to draft him. Yeah. O- only because he was a qu- BYU quarterback with a who wore headbands. <laughs> that's the, <laughs> only, the only reason. I didn't really even watch a film of him. I just said BYU guy wears a headband. Sign
0: me up. You're hoping he wears the. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, what's the commissioner's name now? You're, oh, a Pete Rozelle, yeah. Pete, Pete Rozelle Headband. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, those were great days. Yes. God, I was I was, uh, I was, was in heaven. I, you know, if there was a time when I could have told you the date and the score of every game of the 85 season, I got a few of them. On November 17th, I always call my buddy Sam Bowling to wish him a happy anniversary of the Bears 44 to nothing went over the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun day. Yeah, especially my brother Don, who had a fist fight with, he's a Cowboys fan. Oh my so gosh, just that like was my brother good. Tom, oh my gosh. Yeah. Were, you, were you guys all different? Yeah, growing up?
0: so all, uh, Tom, actually, when I was really, really young, I was a Redskins fan, and, yeah. and the reason I became a Redskins fan is Tom actually became a Cowboys fan first, and I said, well, I don't like my brother that much, so I'm gonna become a Redskins fan. <laughs> And then uh, when I was, I believe I was seven. So in 75, they drafted Walter Payton. And I yeah. said, that's going to be my guy. Yeah. And he was. He was, the, the, you know, when we were that age. So we used to all wear those old jackets that had the, um, oh. <laughs> everybody had their, that the, yeah. the, the locked your arms. And you'd be freezing to death walking onto McKinley. And everybody had their different team. So I was the Bears. Tom was the Cowboys. Brian was the Packers, and I don't know if Jason ever figured anything out. But really? He, he was sometimes a Jets and sometimes a Bills fan, which is really weird. And now I think he is a uh, Titans fan. Really? I, yeah. He's so, he's, he's so wishy-washy. He, yeah. you know, He doesn't stay with anything. So. Yeah.
2: Well, I, as I told you, brother, I beat him. and uh, Well, I beat him. My team beat him in the championship out of the t-ball in 1982 at that's northwest I, I yeah, heard and that i'll one. never forget seeing Jason after because you know those mckinley kids when they lost they had tears in their eyes oh yeah. Bet, yeah we still do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that that's so i've known jason for that long you know it yeah. was 1982 19 yeah but i didn't be, know what team he was
0: but. he was probably he's probably playing
2: water would be great water, water would be water. great thank you thank you um
0: yeah, he was probably, sick. he was born in 76, so he was probably six, so he's. I think yeah. he was playing for, well, he played for Pepsi. Yeah, he in was Porkchop
2: Johns and T-Ball. Yeah, yeah.
0: Porkchop Johns, Yeah, because we was.
2: were BFW, and <laughs> I remember who he was, the reason I remember playing is because we drove down, the coach drove us right to the Silver Bowl Pizza, which may have still been the Village in 1982. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we drive uh, down there, and we're all in the back of the truck, which you can't do now, <laughs> you know, unless it's a parade, and <laughs> yeah. we we're driving down, and I remember they stopped, Thank you. Stopped and honked in front of the VFW. Then we stomped, stopped and honked a little longer in front of the downtown Pork Shop Johns. <laughs> Rub <Rubbing laughs> like, in. Like T-ball. <laughs> you know, it was T-ball. <laughs> t-ball. And I got the trophy and everything. I had for years I had the clipping in front of the paper of the game, it, all the names. How old were you? What year were you born? I was born in 74, so I, I was born? eight.
0: No, yeah, we were a couple years older than Jay. Yeah. So in between Brian I'm and just Jay.
2: A, Yeah, I don't know if we may have been the same grading, though, because uh, he graduate in 93.
0: Jason, ninety four. So he was May. He was May of seventy six. So he was yeah. 96.
2: So he's a year behind me. I would have been class of ninety two, but as I said, third grade was pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> I had to try that a couple times
0: at Blaine too.
2: I went to Blaine, and then they closed Blaine after my first third grade. Mm-hmm. And then I went to uh, Kennedy, and I, I had my the, the greatest teacher of all time, Betty Lester.
0: Oh yes, you know she uh, s- she you was. Know,
2: and I, I loved her, and she she changed my life.
0: You know her. Um, Tom, her husband, was yeah. just. The I, had best him kid.
2: I had him to attack. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: Was Betty a great grade school teacher too? Yeah, just amazing. And she was your third grade
2: teacher. Third grade, my second time around. Third grade, I had
0: Betty. Yeah. She was yeah, she was a wonderful lady. In fact, uh, I guess third grade is where you get your influences. My my third grade teacher at McKinley was Sally Anderson, and oh, yeah. she was the best. I mean, yeah. she was the nicest lady. In fact, she was the one. Not to change gears, but she was the one that said. She said, you know, John, you're, you seem to really like sports, and you're good in school, so why don't you be a sports medicine doctor? And really? I said, I'm going to do that. She told you that
2: in third
1: grade? Third
0: grade. And that's, she was wow. the person. I mean, I had an idea. I was like, I, I mean, I was like every kid in third grade, All sports is everything. Yeah. yeah. And she said, you should think about being a doctor and being a sports doctor. And I said, okay, I'm going to do it. And really? <laughs> When I, was That's in third crazy. Grade, yeah, when
2: I was in third grade, we were gonna, all going to be firemen or astronauts or something. <laughs> I, but you, you really, you had your career path.
0: A career path, Sally Anderson, and she she was just the, the nicest, kindest, best, probably the best teacher at the, up to yeah. certainly that time. That was. I mean, I had a lot of great teachers at yeah. McKinley at West, at Butte High, at Carroll, all the way through. But she was, and I think, I don't know, I should know this. Man, it was something when she came to me as a patient. I mean, oh, I, she did? She did. Really? Yeah, yeah she did. And it, it, she didn't have much. Actually, it's funny, I think she had a little Achilles tendonitis, and I oh, gave right. her a little ibuprofen and went, I, I'm violating. <laughs> <laughs> but I think she's still alive, but she is. She was just a nice. Her and her husband didn't have any kids, but we'll she have treated them to track and her down, huh? Sally Anderson, I mean, yeah. just like Betty Lester. I knew Betty too, but yeah. Sally, my third grade teacher, was. A tremendous influence on me, and I always I thought know. about that.
2: Yeah, it's gotcha. amazing how you remember something like that. You know, yeah. something you remember like a little league coach or a teacher, yeah. a certain teacher that just that influences someone. I, like I had, of course, Butte High won the state basketball championship the year I was in third grade with Betty Lester. Yeah. and Steve was on the team. You know, of course, Steve was all world at everything.
0: He mm-hmm. was. You know, they talk about Rasmussen and they talk about yeah. um, Ogren and Tuttle and uh, Hammert and uh, yeah. Murich and. Steve Lester, was um, he was a, a great athlete, yeah. and I mean, just a great guy. I mean, yeah. super, I, I don't know, I, I heard his kids are hockey players. But oh, really? Know, yeah, that's what I've heard. And, you know, he was in that long line of Lester's because Mike was a little bit older than him, yeah. played on Butte State Championship teams, I believe, and those, those Lester's were, yeah. that corner with Lester's and Ferriters and Roaches in that corner up, up by IC yeah. were amazing.
2: Yeah, the, the Hill Kids. Yeah, Odells. Yeah. They were all in those areas, yeah. those Hill Kids. Yeah, Steve was, uh, I believe he had like in high school when he was a senior, he had like a one or two handicap on the golf course, was drafted by the Phillies, you know, was obviously a good basketball player, good football player, good,
0: great football player.
2: Good at anything he did.
0: You know, he was a great hockey player, too. Yeah. I mean, he really, we had that old Baja, we used to play out doors at the hockey rink, kind of down by the KOA. Yeah, the, the, was pro, old, the old Diggins there, yeah, right? Yeah, we'd play there. Yeah. And Lester was the best hockey player too. Really? Yeah, I mean, he was, he was just one of those guys who yeah. could do everything. Yeah. And uh, great, you know, I, he I, he was the sixth man on that team, but he played a lot on that state championship yeah. team. Yeah, that was, was
2: a great team. Oh. I have that video, I put that on YouTube. I gotta watch that. Yeah, cause that uh, was, uh, I, no, uh, Rob Cox put it, transformed cause technology's changed so much over the last, you know, 12, 15 years. That I couldn't put it, just load it up on YouTube from a DVD or anything, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I took it to Rob and he got it set, oh, paid I, him, I paid I him to twenty-five it. bucks to, to, to hook it up for me, and uh, now it's on there. And it's it's pretty cool to see because you see Mickey on the on the
0: on the rim, on the rim, and
2: see. I remember seeing Missy Morris running around the cheerleader after the game and It just all kinds it, of things.
0: It's, uh you know, that I talked to Gary Turcotte frequently yeah. about because he was a coach at Great Falls yeah, on that team, and, that's right. know, and his his point. And they're, they're, you know, they kind of split. I think they split regular season. They split, or they lost, Pete lost to him in the divisional championship at yeah. that time, and then beat him. And he said, you know, the only regret he had in Mount and it's interesting, uh, he had, Great Falls High won the state championship in football. They yeah. had uh, Salonen and had um, he was Rob Webb, and yeah. those guys were all really good, I mean, great athletes, yeah. I mean, to win the state ba- football and then and play the in the state basketball. And he said, I think there was just not quite the hunger you needed to win. And the Butte guys just wanted it a little bit more yeah. than we did. And it was a great game. I think they won like 55-51. It was a close yeah, game. Yeah, it was but, close, yeah. But it was, that was, was, and you know, back to like you're saying, it doesn't seem that long ago. No. But, <laughs> but it was like, oh my gosh, that's almost 40 years <laughs> yeah, ago. it's
2: going to be 40 years this year. Yeah,
0: 40 years this year. And I heard something about maybe they might be at the St. Patrick's Day. Because it was St. I, Patrick's Day. It was Chuck Eugenie's they should, birthday. They yeah,
2: should. I think I just probably suggested it. Oh. But we should get on that. Yeah, I mean, that could, would be could something. Could you have them back-to-back in the parade, have the 84 Maroons and the 84 Bulldogs? Oh, that would be so great. You know, because Central won it the, the week before.
0: Yeah, they beat you know. um, Billing Central. And they yeah. had uh, Danny McGeehan and O'Gara and uh, John Sullivan's yeah. sophomore. Yeah. And then they had Tommy Pearson and Joe Comp and. Uh, yeah. um, Uh, The Murphy and Kenny. How did I miss those
2: two? Yeah, Dan again. Dan the man O'Gara though was the guy who made the the big shot. He got the big rebound. (laughs) He he told us that all the time in our biology class when he was my teacher, (laughs) etc. You
0: know, his sister was a teacher at McKinley too. Oh, really? His older sister, no kidding, Kathy O'Gara. Yeah. And before um, she was married, I, I don't remember what her married name was. But yeah. before she was married, she was a teacher. In McKinley too.
2: And McKinley, they well, they closed that just a little. Bit, it survives a little bit longer than Blaine. A little bit. I think not it closed much. maybe
0: eighty eight yeah. something like that. Which is just a shame.
2: Yeah. That they, they, it still said you supposed to drive by that building. It doesn't look like a. It's not your typical school you see today. Like you know Hillcrest, Margaret Leary. You know they got all grass fields and stuff. You know, you know it's like Kennedy and Blaine. You know. Blaine, our playground was also the parking lot for yeah. the teachers. <laughs> you know, that's so you where had to we played.
0: Yeah. You know, we played. I remember, let's see, this would have been about probably 1989 when we were playing at Carroll. And so we'd come in on the bus, and we had this kid from Hawaii who was a receiver for us. Yeah. And we drive up the hill, and Doug Peoples had said something about that being a school in McKinley. And this George, our wide receiver, <laughs> comes up to me and says, you went to school at that place, and you said "There's no grass, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where did you play?" and I'm like, well, played on the playground yeah. <laughs> you know, <there's>
2: it, <laughs> it looks like it could possibly be a jail more than it would be a yeah a school, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but look at the tradition of it like, i the only time I've ever been in that building was for hunter's education. I took that really, yeah, so hmm. uh, I was in there for that, and uh but just look at all the guys that play there, like what Brian was talking about, oh. the guys that, in his senior like I said play.
0: so you know Lester yeah. Lester Kenny Murphy is that enough yeah. that's probably enough for anything yeah. those they guys went but, just about any game they play yeah and then you know even the at at a time, you know, the Pathausens went to McKinley, too. Yeah. Because they lived over on... And old. Bobby
2: Beers went to McKinley for Beers, a little while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <So, laughs> he likes to point that out. That's it, that's like a street cred, you know. I, I'm a I went to Kennedy. Or Scott McKinley. Salos
0: is the same thing. Yeah. yeah I'm a McKinley guy. That's I said, oh, Yeah. That's yeah. what <laughs> he It's funny says. how we,
2: we'd, we'd stick on that, too, you know, because mm-hmm. the blaine Ken, uh, Kennedy thing, you know, I still brag about Kennedy Crusaders being the toughest kids in town, you know. Oh, yeah. Almost yeah. 50 years old. <laughs> 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 But you played um, – now, you were pretty good at every sport you played, too. we are talking about good athletes because you were really fast.
0: Uh, I was fast. I was not a good baseball player at all. Really? I will say that. I was terrible. But my younger brothers, Tom, uh, Tom Brian, and Jason were good baseball players. And yeah. I just never – I don't know if I didn't get that gene I couldn't hit. They always just said, why don't you bunt because you can run fast. Yeah. So, but uh, I, I played with a lot of fun – I played on a lot of good baseball teams. Played with, um, you know, Chris Beauty and Jay Grant, and won some city championships. Bob yeah. Nelson played. Played up till I was 15, and uh, but yeah, I, you know, track kind of took over as uh, um, as I got further in life because I just wasn't a very good baseball yeah. player. And I, I won't say, uh, you know, I played on some really good basketball teams. I was a sophomore when we yeah. won the state championship in '84. Eighty-six. We already talked about him, but I, you know, I'm the same age as Henry Klobuchar, Bart Black, yeah. and uh, uh, and Scott Ferguson. So at that time, it was BHS stood for Bart, Henry, and Scott. <laughs> <'Cause laughs> yeah. Stacy Fleming used to get so mad. you said we should quit because Foley likes those guys better than us. And I yeah. said, well, there's not much to go quit to Stacy. Yeah. <laughs> but also played with Sean Nearing, was another guy in our class. His yeah. coach is still in Wyoming, coach the Montana Wyoming game. So I played on a lot of good basketball teams, and that was. Um, and it's funny, you know, because we really didn't have, my three years at Butte High, we didn't have great football records. We yeah. really did. I, I look back, we had great athletes and great players. Pat Ryan's All-State Center. Paul Pat Ryan, All-State Center. <laughs> yeah. You know, Mark Maroney, All-State. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize and,
2: he was as good. Some people oh. would tell me that Mark was, because he just, I, I think when I saw him, he married my cousin Darcy Coker and he cried during the wedding. So I, when he was saying his vows, he was crying. <laughs> you Darcy's your cousin? <clears throat> yeah, she's my first cousin.
0: Matt, her her uh, nephew, Matt, is is the main guy I work with in surgery at St. Pete's. Oh, Matt really? Koch, Yeah, great guy. Oh, really? Great Matt works guy. with you? Yeah. yeah, Matt. Yeah, he's a good kid. But, but yeah, Mark Maroney was a really good football yeah, player.
2: Yeah, I just didn't think a guy who cried at a wedding like <laughs> that would be a good athlete. But, so, but he's such a good and he genuinely did, good
0: guy. Good guy and did throw heat. I mean, he was really? he he was the class in front of me. But was one of those guys that had the good birth birthday. So he played with yeah. Chris beauty and all those guys. Tommy Dryden and Bart Black, Scott Ferguson, all those guys played the yeah. All Stars together. Those uh, and Maroney threw heat. He was the scary guy. And really? we were 12. Because he he's a pretty big guy. He's yeah. a big guy and he threw really? hard. So yeah, yeah. but. Um, So yeah, it's interesting, you know, it struggled in football because I mentioned all these names and, you know, Tangueros and Paphousens and uh, lots of other really good athletes played football. Uh, Dwayne Pyatt, you might have heard that he was mentioned. He was, you know, he was a really good, he played professionally, uh, semi-professionally in the Marines. But gosh, we just had bad luck. I mean, four, you know, it was four, uh, I think you mentioned, I think we lost Four games by eight points or something crazy. Yeah, it was just... We couldn't score. We needed, to, we needed to have somebody break a big play, and we just never yeah. did. So,
2: Congratulations to this week's Lescavar Honda Athletes of the Week, Butte High Bulldogs Ellie Quist and Bo DeMaris. Quist takes home the girls' honor after she started the soccer season on a high note. Through four games, Quist already scored two goals on the season. She leaves everything on the field, no questions asked. Butte High coach Eric Zahler said of Quist, who has been a fixture in the Bulldog lineup since her freshman year. Quist and the Bulldogs will be back on the home pitch September 19th to take on Missoula Big Sky. Damaris receives the boys' honor after leading the Bulldogs to an improbable 28 27 win over number one ranked Glacier Friday night at Naranchi Stadium. He threw for 286 yards, including three fourth quarter touchdown passes to Russo Batterman, as the Bulldogs overcame a 21 0 fourth quarter deficit. His last TD was a 43 yard strike that gave the Bulldogs the lead for good with 37 seconds left, electrifying the Naranchi crowd. He also threw TDs of 23 and 57 yards. Congratulations Ellie and Bo, and thank you Lescavar Honda for honoring the hardworking student athletes of the Mining City. Hey Butte America, John Davis here at Lescavar Honda. We just received a new shipment of cars, trucks and SUVs and we have them priced to move. Our new vehicles come with a 20 year, 200,000 mile warranty and two years or 24,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. Most of our pre-owned vehicles come with the same 20 or 200,000 mile warranty with most makes and models on our lot. And of course, all prices are clearly marked. Stop on down and see us, our Honda. Visiting your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops was already your favorite stop of the day. Now it is even better. Join the brand new Thriftway Loyalty Club to rack up big discounts, earn free stuff and receive more TLC with every visit. Download the TLC app and take advantage of great deals on pizza, grab-and-go favorites, fresh brewed coffee, cool fountain drinks, and much, much more at your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops. Loyalty Club members also save five cents per gallon off top-tier conical fuel every single day. Plus, earn points at the pump and in the store.
3: Casa Grande Steakhouse serves steak and so much more. You cannot beat their seasoned, hand-cut Rocky Mountain ground beef but did you know about their menu filled with made-to-order pastas, chicken sautes mouthwatering seafood, appetizers, enticing desserts, or their most recent addition, sushi? Thursday nights are sushi nights at Casa Grandes, where you will be welcomed as a part of the family. Casa Grandes can also handle all your catering needs with style, class, and a taste that cannot be beat. Visit Casa Grande Steakhouse inside the historic Bertoclio Warehouse at 801 South Utah Avenue in Uptown Butte. Call 406-723-4141 for reservations. Check out their menu at casagrandesteakhouse.com. Casa Grande Steakhouse, eat where the locals eat.
2: Is your house too cold or is it too hot? Either way, Lockmer Sheet Metal is here to help. With more than 40 years of experience in the heating, ventilation, and air conditioning trade, Lockmer Sheet Metal strives to bring you quality service and knowledgeable work to help with your HVAC projects or needs. Lockmer Sheet Metal offers repair services for all forced air, central air systems, installation of new HVAC systems, service contracts for maintenance and service, all residential and commercial applications, fabrication of sheet metal for all types of projects, and ventilation and exhaust systems. Call 406-782-2224 or visit LockmerSheetMetal.com to warm up or cool down with Lockmer Sheet Metal, your local dealer of train heating, cooling, air handling, and ventilation products. For all your home heating and cooling needs, remember Lockmer Sheet Metal. And you played, you kind of had a, an interesting role, because you played a little bit of receiver in your, and quarterback. Yeah, I and couldn't throw very good. So <laughs>
1: they'd have We didn't run. throw very often. No, oh, we here, didn't throw
0: very know. often. So they'd on third down they'd put Bart Black in quarterback and have me split out the wide receiver and <laughs> that was the only way to make Because, uh yeah, we I, I I you know, when I was younger, when I was sophomore junior returned punts, returned kicks and things like that. And then they when you play quarterback they don't think you can do anything else but McRoyd let me play receiver some too, so Yeah. And it's, it's funny, you know, because none of us, and, and you wonder about it, because none of those guys, none of us played both ways. I mean, Pat Ryan should be playing both ways. Yeah. I mean, I mean uh, you know, guys like uh, Henry Klobuchar should be playing both ways, great athletes. My son's team, you know, the Capitol, not to say the same thing, the Capitol team, I think, I think nine or ten of them go both ways yeah. the whole time now. And so yeah. It was unheard of in the 80s. No.
2: Like Limke did, and that was, like, unheard of. Yeah. You know, when Chad started playing both ways in the late 80s.
0: And think about it. Todd Erickson didn't play defense at Butte High. He yeah. just played quarterback. Is that all he did? Yeah, he didn't play any defense. I mean, he he's in the NFL camp, for, yeah. he's at, at the, he's getting, playing for the Minnesota Vikings, and he didn't play defense at Butte High. Yeah,
2: isn't that, <laughs> isn't that crazy that yeah. you could do that? But Coach Mack, he, he told me that he just liked to play so many people. He know? did. And that's and, and, that's that was, big, and I, I love that about him, too, though.
0: And it, it was. I mean, yeah. it, you know, you, you were either an offensive guy or you were a defensive guy. Yeah. And a know. few special teams, but you didn't play both ways. And and not that it, it, it was a criticism it just nobody did I mean yeah. it, you know Tony Hines at CMR uh, Tony Arntzen at CMR yeah. Kevin Barch at Helen High none of those guys played both yeah. ways none of them did and or, uh, Mitch Donahue from Billings West I mean I mentioned guys that yeah. were superstars yeah. and they didn't play both ways they played one way yeah. thank god <laughs>
2: yeah. and that that really that was so tough for Central to overcome when they played Butte High because yeah. when it was a when they were pretty good Central team they could hang with them for a little bit usually right. you know mm-hmm. you know 81 of course they went all the way to the to the you know overtime Yeah. but i remember there'd be game first half be pretty good and then beat high pole away because there's so much there's a Dead. big difference between being fresh in the third quarter and playing both ways the whole game
0: especially their interior guys you know if you yeah. have to play guard and defensive tackle you're yeah. you're just too exhausted you're yeah. going to let up some and either your quarterback's going to be killed or they're going to just run ram yeah. over the top
2: yeah that's a that's a workout to try mm-hmm. to play Mm -hmm. play that much that's Mm -hmm. for sure yeah now um then you ran the 800 and 400 track 800's got to be one of the worst races to run
0: oh it was awful it was terrible i mean i it i remember um at the time um the when i was in the the state at 800 and and partially i moved up because i could make the top 10 or so in the 100 and 200 but i couldn't quite break and win it I thought I had a decent chance of winning the 400 and 800, but there was this guy named Stacy Smidella. Yeah. Another one of my patients still. But at the time, the state record in the 800 was 154.7. And circumstances, but Smidella, the day we ran it, ran a 150.8. So we broke the state record by almost four wow. seconds. Partially because of Rabbit, Mike Dagenet, friend of mine, quarterback for us, ran the first half mile, or quarter too fast. But, um, <laughs> Stacy smashed it and it wasn't broken for like 25, 30 years. Really? Then he ran and he had a great collegiate career at Kansas. But I remember there used to be a thing called the meet of Champions. Do you remember the meet of I Champions? Do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the next week I had to run against him again. And small world, but at the time a guy named Mark Kickbush, you know the Kickbushes that oh, yeah. now play for Billing Senior. Uh-huh. He was a he was the state championship from Sheridan in the eight hundred. So the Montana state coach came up to us. This is at the state meet of champions. And he uh, came and he pointed at kick Bush And I, and he said, you know, Smidell is going to Kansas, but whoever wins between you two, I'm going to give a scholarship in the
1: 800.
0: Yeah. And we looked at each other and I looked at the coach and I said, well, you can give it to him because I ain't running in college. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go play football with yeah. Carol. I'm, I this have, z- this is right? the last 800 I will ever run in my life because <laughs> it's just too hard. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so, I think Mark ran for him. I, I think, yeah, but, but, <laughs> but I remember that random. Right? Yeah, the 800 was terrible. <laughs> well,
2: you know, you mentioned all those guys from the '86 class, which was an outstanding group. Athlete, you know, basketball team got third in state. Mm-hmm. You know, that was which was a di- very disappointing. Oh, you know, then. But uh, and then you mm-hmm. win the Dahlberg out of that class, so, no, so that's geez. that's saying yeah. a lot about you to, to be the, to win yeah, the Sweet Dahlberg. Award.
0: You know, it it really it was a great class, and I, I think you know at the time maybe. There was sort of a tradition of having it being more three-sport athletes, yeah. you know, with with football, basketball, and track. Because certainly, you know, uh, guys like Henry Klobuchar, who were, you know, great football player, all-state basketball yeah. player, played a great career. Uh, and but none of them are really all three-sport because Fergie didn't play football or track. He's too soft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Bart Black didn't do any spring actually. Bart Black played tennis, he was a good tennis player. Oh, did he? But so I think they were sort of thinking about giving it to a three sport athlete, and um, that might have been why it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you mentioned thir- I, I, I probably football was extremely disappointing for me in high school, and I uh, just because we should have been better, yeah. we and and. You know, sometimes you look back and you're like, I was a captain. I should have been a better leader and things. So they you look back and I said, I should have done things differently. Yeah.
2: That's hard to think like that, yeah.
0: And in basketball, you know, I mean, I, I, this is probably on the Fergie podcast, but, you know, we we, we were, us and Bozeman were the two best teams yeah. in, in this state. And um, we go to the state and we got beat by Bozeman in the Divisional championship. And so we go and we play Haver the first round and we get beat right. by one point. They, they, anyway, it's terrible. Probably
2: Fergie's fault, right?
0: No, it was it was <laughs> just, we just didn't, we didn't have a great night and it was fun, oh you're funny you say that. So Fergie, this, this guy from Haver named Dude Evans, you know, I don't know if Fergie's ever mentioned, Dude Evans guarded Fergie and Fergie didn't have a great game. He probably had like eight or 10 or 12, he had yeah. an okay game. And by circumstance, Haver came yeah. back. Haver lost the next night to either Missoula Sentinel or Flathead, and we came back through. So we played Haver for third and fourth, yeah. and we destroyed him. We beat him by 25, if you, if you can look it up. And, yeah. and Fergie absolutely abused Dude Evans. I mean, and talked to him like he would the whole game. That's a and great said, name, Dude Evans. Dude Evans was the guy um, that guarded him, and he just abused Dude. And... Yeah. It, but, but then you're sitting in the stands and Calispol's playing, Missoula Sentinel, both teams of which we had beat and we're watching. The mm-hmm. That yeah, was the, one of the hardest things I remember sitting there and saying it's over yeah. and we should be state champs. I mean, and then I think about those basketball years. I know you talked a lot with Brian and Curtis about it. Those years yeah. where best team doesn't win.
2: Yeah. It really doesn't yeah, happen. You see it a lot. You see it a lot. Win.
0: And they, they, they were that 89 team <laughs> and the 90 team. We're the best teams; they yeah. just didn't win, and uh, they should have. You know, it's just. Well, it's such
2: a short game, you know, 32-minute game where right. just a, a, a bad couple minutes. Yeah, throws I, off.
0: I, it's so funny you say that. I mean, my, <laughs> I'm kidding. My son's team, when Nick was a junior at Capital, yeah. they were lo- they were f- they were fortunate enough to win the state basketball championship. Yeah. They played Bozeman in the state championship, and uh, they're pretty the match. Bozeman got cold in second quarter and got tentative and they outscored him like 22 to 4, capital. And it's funny because everybody's like, look how great a defense we played. And I'm like, wait a second, Bozeman just got tentative and missed a few shots and all of a sudden we're down... We were get, up you, 18.
2: Because you so much pressure on guys. You're oh, puckering yeah. up. It's, yeah,
0: and they puckered up, and we didn't. And yeah. So we think well, we're capital, great, and then you lose the next One time.
2: of the best coaches in, in the world. Yeah. Coaching a capital basketball there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guy Almquist, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, no, his son's a really good player. And Dylan's playing for capital this year. But, yeah, Guy does a great job. Yeah. Carol grad, and Missoula Central guy. So
2: So I had that picture there I printed out from him when <laughs> okay. you went to Delbert. Yeah. Who had better hair on that team? Because. There's Fergie had a big, whole full head of hair. He thought yeah. he was uh, he had Don Juan, right? Yeah, now, he now he doesn't have a stitch of hair. <laughs> and uh, and then you you gave Bart Black the, the infamous mohawk. Oh, my gosh, the so mohawk. So that was three hairdos right there, because you yeah. had a full head of curly I mean, he hair. I
0: had a full head of permanent <laughs> hair. <That's laughs> was kind it, was of, it perm? Was that oh, it yeah, that was perm. My mother would give me my perms, but, yeah. And Bart <laughs> Black had the mohawk. So Bart Black's mohawk, we... And, and a lot of people blamed the have or loss on Bart Black's mohawk. And so <laughs> we walked in, I remember... bart uh decided so what happened is we were at our house and so flam stacy fleming fergie and all the guys a lot of the guys i mentioned henry and we said well we're all going to get mohawks for the state tournament and so bart goes first and i give him the mohawk and we looked at him and said nope That's
2: (laughs) so he got the mohawk you don't be the first guy to go on something like that so
0: bart goes and he shows up and in i mean we all wanted to see what pat foley would say (laughs) and foley just looked at him and he said, "You have got to be kidding me." <laughs> so he had him go see a hairdresser and like make it look a little bit I'll better. baby, straight out. But again, small world. So uh, the um, Bart got the mohawk and it was kind of legendary in this weird way. This guy got a mohawk for the state yeah. tournament. So I used to babysit these kids and when I went to that Carol, the Coons kids and Matt Coons and Nick Coons were. Some really good football players from the '95 Capital State Championship team and the '99 State Capital. Well, anyway, Matt Koontz is credited as the guy that started the Mohawks in Capital. (laughs) Because and now when Capital plays for a state championship, the 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 Sunday, if they win on the semis on Sunday, everybody on the whole team, and it's everybody, and everybody color schemes. If you watch them, they have you know gold is running backs and. Purple is linebackers, and uh, so they red is defensive lineman. Matt started that, and Matt got the idea from Bart Black. Yeah, that's how that started.
2: So, <laughs> so we're either crediting or blaming uh, that success for capital on Bart Black.
0: <laughs> on Bart Black, yes, we can. <laughs> that's uh, all. Kudos out to Bart, my good buddy. Such and an influence. Started, so many years he later, he influenced uh, ten state championships. I don't yeah. know. Although,
2: <laughs> well, I remember every kid in town wanted to have a mohawk after they saw Bart Black. Because we were all, you know, you're
0: And none you're of us were brave enough to do yeah, it. Yeah,
2: none you guys were. I, I would have loved to see Fergie at the
0: mohawk. Oh yeah, he would look good in a mohawk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we, we, the rest of us said we were going to do it, and none of us did it,
2: so. <laughs> Was Bart mad that you guys didn't do it? Oh no, her? Bart, no, Bart's
0: a total, you know Bart. Bart's yeah. a free, Bart is, Bart has always been comfortable in his own skin. Yeah. And he had no issues of being like, yeah. No Big deal, yeah. Whatever,
2: yeah. if you guys don't want to do it, that's fine. I don't yeah. care, I'll do it. It, it takes a self confidence to be the only guy wearing a mohawk back then, playing yeah. basketball,
0: playing basketball, yeah. and a name Bart Black. Bart,
2: <laughs> it's, it's, that's what we, it's one of the greatest, it's the opposite of the bad guy in A Christmas Story, you know. Black, Black Bart, Bart you know, yeah, it's, yep. it's, it is, it's one of the all time great butte names, yep. Bart Black,
0: yep, <laughs> and,
2: and, and the mohawk that went with it. So that's why I knew him. And I remember Fergie was talking, asked me to play fantasy football, and told me the guys he played, like Scott Murray. Mm-hmm. You
0: know, uh, yeah, he was an R- and, he was a uh, class And he says,
2: uh, Bart Black and 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 well, uh, God, I can't even, I'm losing his name now. The, the fireman was on there too,
0: Mark McCarthy McCarthy, yeah. yeah.
2: Mark and and Mark is the best trash talker on he, he doesn't say a word out loud, he's the best trash talker on fantasy football. He schooled Fergie, and Fergie's really good at, as you can imagine. Yeah. Fergie was put on this planet to be a trash talker in fantasy football, and he would always lose to. To, uh,
0: just like to he McCarthy. did to Dude Evans, yeah. yeah, yeah just and like, then yeah. Mark McCarthy t- schools him. <laughs> the old Whittier Wildcat, Mark McCarthy schools of- Was he a Whittier kid? Oh yeah, he's a Whittier kid. Yeah.
2: And so, uh, <laughs> and that's when he and he said Bart Black's playing. So well, I'll sign me up. Bart Black. I'll, I never, you know, I never met him, and I never forget him though. And then yeah. I've met him since.
0: Yeah, if and you know, if you have that uh, state champ, when they bring that state champs, Bart Henry and Scott were the three yeah. sophomores on that team. Yeah.
2: Hopefully so, they do bring him because you know, no. Mickey's been in town. Mickey Tuttle, he was at the Purple and White game.
0: Oh, because of Hudson. Yeah, his his grandson. Yeah, grandson. He's
2: a, yeah, his grandson. He yeah. says he's going to play a few, uh, come for a few games, mm-hmm. and uh, it'd be pretty cool. And it'd be great if they had re- oh, re- the reunion at St. Really Patrick's Day. Yeah, it would be. It would With be the, pretty a legendary. It was a legendary party that night. But it especially because that be
0: forty years. Oof. wow.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Now, and you you went to Carroll mm-hmm. right away. Did you look at other schools
1: to play? Yeah, you
0: know. Um, I I heard Pat Pat Ryan's my 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 good buddies talked about talked about going to U of M and uh, actually uh, so when um, when (laughs) there's a lot of funny stories about that but uh, my mom and dad met at Carroll that's that's why I'm here I guess oh really because mom and dad met at the cafeteria at Carroll and my mom was from Billings and dad was from Pute and uh, and then my dad actually coached with Petrino. Um, for one year at Butte Central in 1966 Oh, really? with Don Peoples and with Otto Simon and the reason was is my dad was here in front of my mom so he was sort of waiting for my mom and then they moved to Seattle. He worked at Boeing and some other stuff. But um, the reason and and at that time you know Carol still has a very good reputation about being a physician so getting all the way back with Sally Anderson I said if I want to be a doctor I'm going to go to uh, Carol. I got recruited by University of Montana and got recruited by Tech and by Western and, uh, you know, at the time, Bendis was at University of Montana, and then they all got fired. And, long story, but um, at, um, at I was really kind of debating of going to University of Montana versus Carroll. Yeah. And looking back, I'm, I'm not sure I was big enough to play in the big sky or fast enough to play in the yeah. big sky. And I was kind of hedging in because they were giving me a little bit of money, but not I mean, it was, they were giving me a scholarship, which was yeah. cool at the time. And one day, this was probably like in maybe like March or April of my senior year, I get a call, and, and, and I've, been recruit, I've been to my recruiting trips, and it said uh, it was Bob Petrino. And Bob said, John, this is Bob Petrino from Helena, and if you want to be a doctor, come to Carroll. If you don't, go somewhere else. Click. That's it. Huh? That was his recruiting pitch. <laughs> so and I remember Shorten getting and off the vote, point right? and, and it's sort of like the Sally Anderson story. I sat back and I'm like, you know, he's right. Yeah. yeah Cause at the time there weren't many people. Or, or, I went for my recruiting visit, to University yeah. of Montana, and there hadn't been very many physicians that had done this. And at Carroll, there was, there was every, everybody was a doctor yeah. at the time. You know, if you wanted to be a doctor or a priest, you went to Carroll. Yeah. There's, there's
2: lots of doctors in the Nelson stadium crowd and and luxury boxes every football game. <laughs> I noticed that, right? Uh-huh. Doctors, it's obviously a pretty good school.
0: Yeah, but. yeah, and um, um, so so a lot of physicians had been there, and that's why I chose to go to Carroll more than anything, it was yeah. for the education part of it. And it was, you know, we were fortunate, we had good teams, mainly we had a lot of Petrinos around at that time, so we had good teams, it was a fun, fun experience.
2: Yeah. Which Petrinos did you play with Paul?
0: Paul was a year in front of me, so, yeah. uh, and then Bobby was my coach, when was I was it? a freshman. So
2: at the time... Was he a hard-ass as a young coach? Oh, <laughs>
0: my, um, my gosh. <laughs> you know, uh, and um, so my... I, again, I played quarterback in Butte High, and mostly, and played a little bit of receiver. I didn't really know how to play receiver. but yeah. um, So they had graduate... Carroll had a good team when I was a senior in high school. They got beaten in the playoffs by Wisconsin Cross, and they had a good team come back, but they lost their two top receivers, a guy named J.D. Esteban, a guy named... Tommy Byrne, great, great athletes. So they recruited three guys, a guy named uh, a guy from Billings named Slade Foster, a guy from Missoula named um, Matt Kinzel, and me. And they said, one of you three has to play. I mean, we don't have anybody else. Yeah. And one of you three is going to play. So what happened is that first week we had doubles practice morning and night. And at noon, the three of us had to go into the gym and work out with Bobby Petrino. And that was brutal. I mean, he was, oh my gosh. I, I mean, when, when, when later in life, when I was working as a physician, a lot of times we'd spend 100, 100, 120 hours in the hospital, and people would be crying. They'd say, I'm so tired. I can't. This is awful. And I was like, this is nothing like being Bobby Petrino in August of 1986. The rest it's like of going my to life is huh? <laughs> right? It was like SEAL training, it really yeah. was. Because yeah. Bobby was ruthless and relentless. That being said, I'm not sure after that year I really got that much better. He he, had ways of just little tiny stuff that you would say, do this and it'll work and do yeah. this and it'll work. And he was so good, but so, he was relentless. I can't imagine what Texas A&M practices were like this week yeah. with them yeah. losing so, yeah. and him being the offensive coordinator. Well, remember, so he is brutal.
2: I remember Dan Patrick show one time talking. I, I don't I think he was still at Louisville and Bobby Cream. <laughs> oh, it might've been when the reporter was oh, yeah. wearing the Florida hat, remember? And he was, he was, he didn't. She went to Florida, and she was, wearing, you know, a TV reporter behind camera, and he, I can't remember if I he told her to take the hat off or something like that. And then remember Dan Patrick, saying, "Man, Bobby Petrino doesn't have much of a personality." <laughs> and I think, I think you heard a lot of people around, a lot of former football players around the world say, "Amen." <laughs> Amen. Yeah, he,
0: Bobby's, you know, obviously had tremendous success, and yeah. you know, he's, he's, he. I mean. People always say, oh, you're Dr. Carroll and stuff. But, you know, I don't know. Bobby graduated in math. He had a math degree. I mean, Bobby is really, 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 really bright. Yeah. One of the smartest guys that ever maybe graduated from Carroll with all those doctors. Bobby Pacino as bright as anybody. No kidding. And math. And math. But, yeah, relentless and uh, focused. That's what I (laughs) say.
2: Well, there's a reason he's winning everywhere he goes. He usually does. does, He does a pretty good job. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I I was... uh, See, I, I never could play for guys like that it was I'd be, more, I'd be more of a today's uh, softer coaches you know they're a little they're a little nicer yeah. the practices aren't yeah. as tough you know yeah. I don't know what Coach Mahelish is like at practice you know but I, he seems like a guy I would have rather played for like sort yeah. of like putter putter was like a he was uh, like a drill sergeant wasn't he oh my
0: gosh you know and he was you know and he was tough too I mean I, I, I was telling a story today to when they were like well what was it like paying for Bob Petrino senior and I, I when I was a when I was a senior we were we were at our last this is the because i think playing from hellish would be a lot easier than playing for Bob petrino (laughs) but coach petrino who was he was like a second father to me i mean he's he was a wonderful man but uh we're we're in a scrimmage and um time we didn't have trainers we didn't have doc we had no doctor but anyway dr carpenter who was later my partner was watching the scrimmage it was the last scrimmage before we played season and i i'd played I, i was a senior i'd started for three years this is my fourth year starting at carroll I'm, we had about a 65-play scrimmage, and as long as the offense did good, the scrimmage went well. If the defense did good, it was terrible. But Bob Petrino, we have the scrimmage in about the 60th play. I remember looking back because I only missed, like, five plays. And, you know, there was, wasn't was enough to – we just yeah. did it. So I'm running down the field, and I tweaked my hamstring. And, I, gosh, I remember – I'm like, that really hurts. I did something. I don't, yeah. And I hadn't been hurt. I, I mean, I just kind of ran around, so I never – I didn't get enough contact to get hurt. Yeah. But – uh and I, I, I could feel something in the back of my leg and I didn't know what it was and it was just burning. And I'm like, I did something in my back or my leg. And so Carpenter's on the sidelines and he said, what'd you do, John? And I said, well, I tweaked my hamstring, I don't know. And he puts his hand down by my pants and he goes, yeah, you tore, there's a hole in your hamstring. And I'm like, oh no. Hmm. He goes, you're out. And I'm like, okay. Hmm. So I go over and I stand on the sidelines and one of the freshman receivers goes in. So we go in after the scrimmage a few places later and Bob Petrino, he'd come into the locker room and he'd always say, well, guys, there were good things and there were some bad things and let's sing the fight song. So you sing the fight song and everybody's happy. And he looks around and he goes, where's Michelotti? And I'm like, oh no. And he's like, in the conference room. And if you ever want to talk to Carol, guys, when you're going to the conference room, it's going to be trouble. (laughs) So we walk into the conference room and the door shuts behind me and he grabs me by the chest and throws me up against the wall and starts screaming, who the hell do you think you are? Who do you <laughs> think you are? And I looked at him wide and I'm like, what are you talking about? And he said, "Because I, I th- I'd i done fine, I thought the yeah. scrimmage went fine, I'm gonna play. And he said, you're limping around here like something's wrong, you're a senior. You need to set an example for the <laughs> younger players. And I'm like, okay. And I said, but I, you know, Carpenter pulled me off the field and he told me I got a pulled hamstring. He looked me got right in my face and he said, "Seniors don't pull hamstrings. <laughs> you will not miss any time, and I don't expect to see you yeah. in the training room. Get out of my office." <laughs> that was the end. So. that's awesome. So, and I used to tease him. Seniors, about, don't, seniors don't pull hamstrings. So I use that all the time now because, and and so I, you know, and, and looking back, you know, I'm not sure. As you've seen, I mean, Cooper Cup's been out now four weeks. Yeah. It's not that we're any better in treating hamstrings. Mm-hmm. No, if you pull your hamstring, you're out. There's only one thing you do is wait, right? You just wait. And, but I, he made me play. I, I wasn't very effective. Unfortunately, we had a good enough team that it didn't really matter the first yeah. few weeks. But I, I don't know if you sit out four weeks or if you just play or you're any better. Yeah. And that was Bob Petrino. So.
2: Well, there's some NFL teams could use him. I, it drives <laughs> me nuts when I hear a guy sitting out with a calf strain. Missed all camp, yeah, you know? He's
0: missed all camper <laughs> Didn't look too good for did. Joe Burrow this week. You know, yeah. he didn't look too good, but, but yeah. So it was. Um, uh, he was he was a rough guy to play for, but he you know he had your back. At the same time, he wrote again. He wrote one of my medical school papers or one of the um, refer- references, oh, yeah. and it was huge. I mean, because at that time there really weren't many people that had played football, and go to med school. And yeah. Bob Petrino was one of my most important uh, letter writers and backers, and I think it helped a ton. Yeah. Good so, guy to have on your side. Oh, great guy. Do anything for you.
2: Are you looking for a place to host a special event or a party? Or just looking for a drink served by the best mixologist in town? Look no further than 51 Below Speakeasy and Casino. Take a step back in time and enjoy some of our signature cocktails, such as an Old Fashioned or a Pink Make. Stop in for happy hour Monday through Thursday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. and 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Friday and Saturday for $2 cans of your favorite beer or two for five seltzers or well mixers. Or try one of our tap beers for just $5 along with weekly specialty cocktails. Located underneath the Miner's Hotel, where Butte locals receive a 20% discount on rooms, 51 Below has live music every Friday night. So stop by 51 Below Speakeasy and Casino for a good time with good friends and great drinks. And don't forget to dial 5.
1: Shop for the champion shop at Dig City Supply. The Fan Gear headquarters for all things Montana Tech is right across the street from the Uptown Parking Garage on Park Street. Not only can you get your Charlie or Digger fix, but we carry the area's largest selection of Montana and Montana State apparel, as well as Butte High, Butte Central, and all the elementary school gear. Dig City is also home to the exclusive, licensed Butte Icon shirt collection. We partnered with cherished Butte institutions to offer one-of-a-kind graphic tees from places like the Silver Bow Drive-In, Beef Trail Ski Area, Bonanza Freeze, and our brand new Evil Knievel designs. Head uptown to Park Street and check out Dig City Supply and find us online at digcitysupply.com.
2: You want to watch your favorite football team on Sunday, but it isn't on TV? No problem. Go to Metal Sports Bar & Grill and check out all the games. In addition to a full service bar and a menu full of terrific entrees cooked to perfection, Metals also has the Sunday ticket. Kick back with some raised fingers, the best pizza in town, and a refreshing drink as you root on your team on one of 31 big screen TVs at Metals. Don't miss a moment of your favorite team with Metals Sports Bar & Grill, where the food is the star. Metals is open at 11 a.m. every Sunday during football season.
0: There's no story so good that a drink from Park
3: Street Liquors won't make it better. From the finest whiskies and regional spirits to the latest RTDs and select wines, Park Street Liquors has all the ingredients to make your parties and stories legendary. Park Street Liquors can also assist with your corporate event or wedding by helping create and plan your wine and spirits menus. You name it and Park Street Liquors has it. Stop by and see Tom and the crew at 133 West Park Street, or call 406-782-6278. Make your stories legendary.
2: Now, did, someone told me, uh, I can't remember who it was, but somebody who was too young to be there. Didn't you, you broke your arm or something when you were younger at West?
0: Oh, it might have been Hamblin. Mike Hamblin was probably telling you. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't, no, it wasn't I
2: haven't talked to Mike in a while. No, it God, like, his, yeah, his, it's his, like a short-term memory is gone. It was like last week someone told me that. No, I broke, broke my him. wrist
0: when I was a freshman. Oh. So what happened when I was a freshman, was, you know, we we're still at West. And thank God I broke my wrist because I was probably 115, 120 pounds. And what happened, that was the same year Scott and who was a oh. junior, broke yeah. his thumb and missed they had a good team at Scott and then Mikey Hanley had to come in and play quarterback for Butte High well anyway (laughs) they were going to throw me in and then we were in Deer Lodge and I broke my wrist and Paul Riley might have told you that no it wasn't Paul Paul was our coach Riles just got
2: a hole in one I saw the other day oh (laughs) jeez his wife put it on Facebook
0: so uh, what happened I never remember Rick Carriger was our coach and uh, Cutler and, uh, Corey Cutler
2: told me. Cutler. That's who told me because his dad was. Yeah. Your,
1: your yeah, dad's coaching.
0: His dad was coaching. Yeah. He was the head coach, and then Carragher and Riley yeah. were coach. And Riley talked about the story because what happened is I ran out and I, I, I don't know if I hit it on the guy's helmet or I got it caught behind me, but it was sticking 90 degrees. I mean, it was. Yeah. And I and it didn't really hurt that bad, but I stood up and I said, Coach, my arm's broke. <laughs> it was like, Yeah, it is. It's sticking the wrong <laughs> straight way. Straight It was straight. It was totally crooked 90 yeah. degrees. So then we. Drove over to the Deer Lodge emergency room, they took one look at me He said, just keep going back to Butte. And yeah. <laughs> old Jock, J.P. Murphy, if you remember that name, he has yeah, a North Phoenix, too yeah. He said it, and he, oh my gosh, that hurt. But uh, yeah, J.P. is a great guy and uh, he set my arm. And yeah, so that uh, that was really the only injury, a major injury I had. And so I missed that season. That was disappointing as a freshman to miss the season. but they were talking about moving me up and i was not ready to compete yeah because I, I remember some of the i got in some games varsity when i was a sophomore and i remember thinking thank god i didn't get moved up last year because i'm not ready now as a sophomore when you so. see
2: a, some of those guys when they're so young get thrown in there they look so small like, <coughs> i'll never well the biggest one was when the peterson kid went into filling when dylan cook got hurt he broke his collarbone yeah. dylan cook's 6'4", or something like that, and two hundred and fifty pound quarterback right, and this kid was listed I think at one thirty five and they were lying, you know, so he was like five five nine one twenty one, yeah, or something <laughs> and he and yeah. he ended up being a state champion in in the pole vault, when yeah he was a senior, but but uh ty Peterson and he yeah. could, a quarterback, I couldn't believe it it was like it was like they took a little guy football kid and threw him in there, but that's probably what he would have looked like going on oh there. my gosh yeah
0: because I was probably at that time it's probably five seven hundred and 115, yeah. 120 pounds. And okay, not ready I to be like, running yeah. around with those No, guys, and yeah. I wasn't ready to be going against juniors in high school. Yeah. I remember my the next year was my sophomore year, so like I said, <laughs> I tell people that was the funnest year of football I ever had because we had a great sophomore team. And then so you and and because you were almost always pregame or postgame, you didn't have to practice very much. So that was yeah. really fun. So you played three games a week and you played the sophomore game and you thought you were the world beater. You'd run past a few guys and say, I'm yeah. really i I'm really cool and I can yeah. score touchdowns. <laughs> You play the JV game and you're like, man, some of these guys are pretty fast and pretty, they hit pretty hard. And then you go to the varsity game and you're like, I have no business being out here. <laughs> this, is, this is big boy time and I'm not ready for this yet. Yeah.
2: So, so you're playing games all every day of the week, just about. <laughs> yeah,
0: pretty much. I think I remember looking back, I played like 24 games when I was a yeah. sophomore, which is unheard of. You know, yeah. and now if a sophomore's playing, he's playing up. He's only yeah. playing varsity. But, yeah. You know, at Butte High, it was pretty regimented. You know, there was there was guys all the way through. Coach Mac played those guys. Yeah, that yeah, was great.
2: We did. We never really uh, talked about concussions back in those days. So.
0: Oh gosh, no, no, no. <laughs> there wasn't much about concussions or. And, and if you and, had a
2: concussion, it was uh, you'll clear up in a few minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah, put a little smelling salts underneath you. Yeah. In that old. <laughs>
2: smelling salt and oh yeah. Smelling
0: salts and uh, sugar pills and all the old trainer stuff. Oh, yeah. that, that's another great story, Mike. So. The other thing that would happen, so I was in third grade, I, that, that was my teacher that said you should be a doctor. And then um, when I was in fourth grade, Mike West, Did you, you probably don't know that name, no. moved across the street from my parents, the, his family did, and Bert yeah. West was the trainer oh, at okay. Butte I mean, Bert West, yeah. So when I was in fourth grade, Mike was also a fourth grader, McKinley yeah. Kid, and Mike and I, so he had an older brother named John and an older sister named Kathy, and we spent our fourth, fifth, and sixth grade in the Butte High training. Room. That's where I was all the time. Wow. And I said, that's what, I want to do this. This is, because Bert was, Bert was, uh, uh, for your listeners, I mean, Bert was just a peach of a guy. I mean, yeah. just a great guy. And a really good friend to Sam Jankovich's. So we were around those guys all yeah. the time. And, you know, you... You talk on these shows a lot about having mentors and having people that had a huge influence and Burt West was just an unbelievable influence because I, I was in the Butte High training room and I said, this yeah. is so much fun. I love being in this place that. and being around the athletes and you know, you go back to your third grade teacher and you look at people like that and Burt Wests and, and that's how you end up doing what you end up doing because you want to find people that say, this is something I could see myself doing. So.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. And Where'd you go to medical school?
0: So yeah, I, was a, I, I, um, I went to Carroll, and then I was fortunate enough to be what's called a whammy student. What, I went to the University of Washington. And so our first year, in, uh, four years in med, medical school, was four years. So my first year, uh, I actually spent in Bozeman. So there was 20, um, 20 there, there was 160 people in medical school, and 20 of us spent our first year in Montana, Bozeman, because yeah. it's kind of a book year. Then I moved out to Seattle, and uh, my first year there when I was in uh, Washington, Washington won the National Football Championship. So, Steve Entman and uh, Billy Joe Hobart. He was in the VU
2: one night, Steve Entman. Yeah,
0: he's good buddies with Eric Jacobson.
2: Is that where it was? He and Eric
0: Jacobson went to high school together.
2: Oh, okay. That's
0: how they know each other. So, um, yeah, uh, Billy Joe Hobart and uh, Mark Brunel and Bean O'Brien and uh, a lot of good... So, so that was a lot of fun. And uh, so, I went to med school there. And then I was fortunate to stay... um, I stayed in Seattle for my residency, that was, that was five years. Uh, it was four years of medical school and then five years of residency and at the University of Washington, their hospitals. And then my last year, I was in Vail, Colorado at a place called the Stebbins Hawkins Clinic. And so that was, it. And, and that was my sports fellowship. So I, yeah. they, they, that group took care of the Broncos and the Rockies. Yeah, weren't and, you
2: in on the surgery when Terrell Davis? I was,
0: uh, I, I had some involvement with Terrell Davis. Yes, yeah. uh, in his first surgery when he tore yeah. his first ACL. Oh my gosh. What a, what a, what a guy. I mean, really, guy. Oh, I mean, really. I remember uh, being in their locker room the first time, because at that time he'd been the two time defending in NFL MVP. Remember? Yeah. Cause the Broncos he was won it. So the, good. Yeah. He was, he was, I mean, he, he, he's, he's not a real tall guy. I guess he's probably five, eight, but yeah. you know, on the field, he looked, really... he looked on the field, he looked like he was six two because it yeah. always looked like he was running downhill because yeah. Yeah, their offensive line was so good. They had Mark Sloress and, yeah. Some of those other guys, Tony Jones and them. But I remember standing in the Broncos locker room at the beginning of that year, and I'm looking at him like, oh, my gosh, that's Terrell Davis. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> – he is <laughs> – he is a dude, man. Yeah. Eddie McCaffrey was on those teams, and Elway had retired, so Brian Greasy was the quarterback. And, um, it was funny. This is a funny Butte story. So I, um, I show up at the Broncos camp, and um, – uh, and i got to get this right, because there was, uh, Dr. Hawkins was the main guy. It was called the Stedman-Hawkins Clinic. Stedman was a knee guy, and Hawkins was a shoulder guy. But anyway, we show up, and we get introduced, and Mike Shanahan was the head coach. And so they introduced all the doctors, and I was just one of the ones that ended up, and they go through the line. Well, at the time, Bob Beers was a scout for the Broncos. Uh Dan Rambo was a scout for the Broncos. Uh And Rick Dennison was a special teams coach. So we finish and you know they introduce all the guys and everybody kind of mumbles away and so three of the two of the coach, one of the coaches and two of the scouts come up and start talking to me yeah. and the other doctors are like <laughs> who are you yeah, I mean I'm like well these are all Montana guys that I know and they're talking about my dad and growing <laughs> up in Butte and yeah. growing up with Carol with Dan Rambo and it was it was like oh my gosh I'm like I feel like I'm at home three yeah. guys in the Broncos That's organization crazy, yeah. for that and uh, so yeah it was, it was a great experience yeah.
2: so, did uh, you ever deal with Mark Schleilworth at all
0: yeah I had lunch with they, him many they times him,
2: they call him stink you know why they call yeah, cause him stink because he used to pee his pants during the game right
0: well, supposedly that, he actually pooped oh, his pants when he that was at, at Idaho.
2: <laughs> because they say he never even bothered going to the bathroom; he just had to go pee. He and, and, stinks. Uh, yeah, he's, and he's a great. He's a great, he's, he's a great announcer, and he's got a good podcast. You know.
0: Really, no, his. You know. So when we would, when you're the doctor, you stay with. You stay at training camp. Yeah. yeah they always have a doctor there just in case. And uh, most of the time was spent with the offensive line. They're, 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 they were just fun guys to be around. Yeah. And yeah. Floreth is, is a peach of a guy. You know, yeah. he's a. Um, Alaskan guy that played for University of Idaho with John uh, yeah. John Freeze and those teams in Idaho. Yeah. So. Well,
2: how'd you like to be? I mean, you you had Pat Ryan as your center, <laughs> which I always joked that must have been. I had to work by PR. I know that I know he's not always the best smelling guy in the world anyway, <laughs> but to have a guy who pees his pants during the game and yeah. Care. Snapping you the ball? Yeah, that wouldn't be it, good. It's got to get on your hands and yeah, on the I, ball. I think
0: we're going to switch from uh, <laughs> under the center to shotgun.
1: Yeah, that's
2: <laughs> and that's what. That, now my son's playing center for Beehive. You oh, know, nice. Like he's, he's you know playing a little bit of JV. You know he's not starting, but he's playing a little bit center and then JV. And uh, they don't even they don't even have there's no an under center.
0: No, not even Nothing. on the one yard. No, they never. Yeah, would.
2: it's all shotgun, man. It's all shotgun, yeah. yeah so so he doesn't mean. even know what it's like, you know. I used to we used to tease that poor old Brody Kelly had to take snaps from my cousin Danny Foley, you know. And it was <laughs> wasn't always pretty for, for Brody either. So that, that that's, that's a tough squad to be put in your hand sometimes. <laughs>
0: no, those are good. Danny Foley, and Brody. others those are great. Right. But no, it uh, um, PR was I, I I was intimately close with PR many times. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a good guy, though, oh he's, He is the best. You know, he is yeah. really... Uh, again, you're talking about a lot of... We mentioned a lot of 86 guys. Just so fortunate yeah. to be And, of course, around, the class uh, president
2: I had on the podcast a while back. Right down here. Class clown and class president, class, Timmy yes. Dick.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, like you said, I've looked through this. You've <laughs> had Tim. You've had Pat. You've had Fergie. You've had Mike Hamblin. I mean, yeah. just great. I mean... What a what a blessing to grow up in a place like this with guys like that. Yeah. I mean, I remember I listened to the Hamblin one, and he's talking about not being talented. And I'm like, what yeah. are you talking <laughs> about? I mean, you are the most talented guy that's, I that's know. That's
2: probably his painting right there. I'm not sure, but it'll... is that
0: the Clark one you were talking yeah. about? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it is. That's his signature because yeah. yeah, he gave. Is. I've got a picture he gave my wife and he and my it was so nice because i was in seattle with mike at the same time oh he he was over there yeah and mike gave oh that story about david garcia eating the (laughs) the page anyway but uh mike um painted a picture with gary burt and henry klobuchar in the front and it's called scouts and they're pointing this way and there's a herd of elk behind them (laughs) (laughs) on their horses. so it's hank klobuchar and gary Kabir. oh i gotta see that I, i i it's a great painting and mike gave it to us for our wedding it's very special yeah and mike is
2: he's so i mean you can't he, be more talented than what he is as an artist.
0: his 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 podcast with you was so inspiring to me because he, he said yeah you just work hard at something you just work hard and he was talking about your daughter just keep, have her yeah. keep working hard have her keep and he's like and he can't draw a straight line i'm like are you kidding me yeah. this guy's the most talented guy <laughs> i know and he's telling me that he's not talented that yeah. that's humble i mean that's yeah. that's mike and his roots and you know his mom and what a great lady she yeah. was he's oh
2: got the he's got the best life too because he just oh, he does it. what he wants yeah he you does know, works in his own time and then yeah. when he does it like he he'll do it like for like three straight days right. Painting, you know doesn't get away from but he does it and, works in his own time he's laid back he's yeah. actually one of the guys when I saw him I was working the Butte Sports and I was working you know 60, 70 hours a week during the, right, during the sports season you know I'm killing myself then they throw the Hall of Fame on me and I've got all this stuff going on and I go uh, talk to him because he painted a Pat Carney photo for the 30th yeah. anniversary of the Hall of Fame, and I saw how laid back he was. I said, well, it'd be so good to be able to be your own boss, work for yourself, do something you love," and because yeah. and, that's exactly what he does.
0: He, you know, he defines what happiness should be. You know, it's it's not about how much money you make. Yeah. It. It's not about how much people say that. And he talks about he really doesn't care what people think of his paintings. But yeah. I think he derives more satisfaction than we he lets on yeah. because. He is truly exercising his talent more than anyone. I mean, he is yeah. so good at what he does. And uh, I mean, when he talked about portraits, and it, <laughs> it was so inspiring. Yeah, I, mean, I, I got to get back and see my. my yeah, yeah,
2: have you been to a studio? No, I've been. Oh, you got to get up there. Oh yeah,
0: I got to get oh. up there. My my oldest daughter Rosie. That's what she loves to do, and I'm like, Rosie, i got to yeah. take you up here and show you. This is a guy I got to grow up with yeah. at West and at Butte High.
2: Yeah, his studio is so and neat. He's got a big uh, projector TV that when I go up there, I'll have like the red, like games from the 70s for the Red Sox. And then he's got in a studio where he paints. You go through some swinging saloon doors to a studio. And, you know, because he's an awesome carpenter too. He does all this, oh, yeah. and then he's got Larry Bird game going on in the, in the in that room for me. He's got sound effects from the mines and smoke. <laughs> yeah. she,
0: well, they talked about the smoke. I got to see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Mike is just you know, what? Like I said, it's so it was such yeah. a blessing to grow up with guys yeah. like that. I mean, yeah. Really, they're so talented.
2: Well, and <laughs> you, to be a surgeon though, you have to be <laughs> talented too, because you have to. I, I always when yeah. I'm painting something like paint, when I'm painting a wall. I hesitate to put that first stroke on, you know, because you want to make sure you do it right or is this the right spot to start? But you're taking a scalpel and you're making incisions in somebody's leg or their shoulder or yeah, or something. You have to be you have to be sure of yourself.
0: Yeah, you know, it's humbling um, because, you know, as as one of my old mentors at the University of Washington said, Dr. Greenlee, "Boys, there's not there's no nothing you do surgically that you can't make somebody worse." Yeah, and you can't yeah. And it's humbling when things don't work the way yeah. as well as you do and it it is a confidence thing you know you really have to um and it's about knowing what you can do it, it's somewhat about knowing what you can do but also knowing what you shouldn't do and yeah. you know i've dim and that's you know the experience and as we get older and people don't want to hear this, they want to have surgery, you know, your eyes start to get worse. You have to wear glasses. You have to wear hearing aids. Yeah. You can't hear anything anymore. You're getting, you know, certainly I can't run the 800 anymore, <laughs> but you learn in the decision-making process. These are the more things that we can and can't do. And there's times you look at, I mean, my partner just showed me one today and I'm like, yeah, that's, you could probably do that. But I think it's probably something you send to somebody that's better qualified to fail than we are. You yeah. know, this is an awful thing that, Person that has a horrible fracture, a horrible injury. You probably should send that out. That's fine. Just yeah. you know, get over yourself, and you know, you, can't you can do it. But there's probably somebody better. Yeah, that might be better for that person. So,
2: yeah, and there's different. Yeah, different guys, better different things. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you get your like Bruce did, you, you smash your legs in, her, in a car, right? like Bruce Saylor. Yeah. You know, Doctor Gallagher was the guy.
0: No, Michael to put you was. Back yeah. And Mike would put it. You know, yeah. there's nobody better, and you want to make sure that they have the knowledge and the, the, the expertise to do that and the resources to take care of him yeah, yeah. Well, thank god mike was here for that because yeah he's he was a great surgeon yeah. for, for an anaconda guy who's yeah surgeon. for an
2: anaconda that's the amazing thing about it <laughs> is he's an anaconda guy again like dr joven like i don't know if he would have been able to pull that off but he's he specialized something different though that right year.
0: he's in and nick during his career certainly when he was at uh, he's a pittsburgh guy and Notre Dame, the guy, yeah. you know, I mean, Nick was just so great for the, Nick and Mike, especially Nick, so great for, you know, team doc for yeah. uh, tech forever. everything. You know, I remember, not that, that Nick probably has hopefully forgot this, but I remember Mike was trying to recruit me to come back to Butte. Yeah. And I always thought I'd come back to Butte and do what he did. But Nick came probably four or five years before I was finished. Oh, really? And thank God he was here. I mean, he was really good. At the time I went to Helena, there was no, there was some. Um, uh, there was no sports guys doing Helena, and that's that's why we ended up where we did. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Nick, because Nick, Nick was you know, set up what he did with the Montana sports. He ran meetings. He brought guys in here. Yeah. I mean, Nick is just a gentleman. Yeah, we in fact, him. we're trying to get him to come back and help us. Oh, really? <laughs> Helena, we'd love to have him. He hopefully he won't listen to this, but we want him to do – the tech games would come back. He said, if, you, "If that's all you want to do, just do it. Or you know, just yeah. cover the games because you're really because he's
2: like living in Clancy or somewhere else. Yeah. Well,
0: all three of his kids are in Helena. Yeah, so that's, the- why yeah. that's why he's here. that's why he's so. Yeah, he built a he and uh, his wife built a house over in Clancy. So they're just he, he's, he's a good greener. guy.
2: Yeah. I, I used to love talking to him on the sidelines, you know, because he is. I mean, his IQ was at least triple what mine is. So I I would learn something every Absolutely. time we talked to him.
0: Right. You know, you get you know get other get those off your mentors because he was he was Nick is still yeah. a bright guy and, you know could still he just decided that, that that's it i want to do other things i want to hang out with my grandkids yeah and hang out with which my is kids. Great, a, great i, I admire mean. and I, I look to him and uh you know probably need to pick his brain and say how do you make the successful transition that you've always made you always yeah. do it good nick so yeah
2: well his retiring and and, and, and dr gallagher stepping aside that kind of left a like a vacuum for it probably are you way more busy now busy
0: yeah for sure you know we're busier yeah. for sure and uh um You know, I I think certainly, um, with with the with what him retiring and uh, Russo, Dr. Russo going to Dr. Russo leaving, there's been uh, um, there there have been some really good docs that have kind of stepped up to the plate to help um, the acute situations in Butte. But we have been busier, we've been busier. I'm sure Missoula's busier. I'm sure Bozeman's busier, and that's part of the reason. Yeah, we set up the clinics we're setting up. So.
3: Lone Peak Physical Therapy is your premier privately-owned physical therapy, occupational therapy, certified hand therapy, pelvic health, and personal training facility located right here in beautiful Butte, Montana. With over 21 years of experience, our team here at Lone Peak is hyper-focused on you, your goals, and finding a way to help you get better, faster. We provide one-on-one care with the highest quality specialized services. Are you tired of dealing with your low back pain, arthritis, carpal tunnel? neck pain, headaches, and shoulder pain? Did you just have a recent surgery? Do you struggle with feeling off balance or do you get dizzy during your day? How about a custom splint built for your hand and wrist? Did you recently have a baby and now your body feels tremendously foreign to you? Look no further. We are here for you and ready to help you move better and feel better every step of the way. You do not need a doctor's referral to come in and see us. We accept health insurance and also offer comprehensive self-pay options don't settle for mediocre health care. Your journey to living better and getting back to doing what you love can start today. Give us a call at 406-494-7050 or visit our website at lonepeakpt.com to speak to an expert now.
2: Lockmer Plumbing is more than Butte's complete union plumbing shop. Whether it is sponsoring Little League Baseball, High School Athletics, Montana Tech, Youth Racing, 4-H, Mining City Christmas, Action Inc's Homeless Solution Program, Head Start, or Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Butte, Lockmer Plumbing is always looking out for the people of the Mining City. Owned and operated by Troy and Amy Lockmer since 2002, Lockmer Plumbing can handle all your residential, commercial, and industrial plumbing needs, as well as making repairs and installations on all plumbing and boiler systems. In the heart of Uptown Butte, Lockmer Plumbing can also assist on new construction and planning for your new home or development. Call 406-782-2224 or visit Lockmerplumbing.com today. Lockmer Plumbing has your pipes covered and so much more.
1: Oh look, there's another one. Your favorite tavern, neighborhood gas station, and video stores have all been turned into the same thing, a casino. At Crazy Carol's, we've been doing things the right way for more than three decades. So let me introduce myself. I'm Deb Dinius, the manager of Crazy Carol's Casino Meal Bar, where you'll always find fun in motion and service that sets us apart. Take a trip off the beaten path. Come on over to The Hood. We're located on the corner of Walnut and Hayes, where you'll find the big red barn just off the shores of beautiful Lake Berkeley. And don't forget, Buckle the Horse is available for photos. At Crazy Carol's Casino and Millbar, we're still so after all these years. Thank you, Butte.
3: Everybody knows the
1: place to go. Crazy Carol's Casino and Millbar. 5518 Designs is your Montana lifestyle apparel headquarters in Uptown Butte. We're gearing up to launch all of our brand new designs for the summer. All our designs are created in house, actually in the cabin that we have in the back of the store and they're meant to get you psyched about all your summer adventures. Whether it's biking, hiking, floating, festivaling, or just chilling lakeside, we've got the tees, hats, hoodies, and gifts that everyone is sure to love. And we haven't even mentioned our unique line of Butte gear, but we'll save that for another commercial. In the meantime, stop into the 5518 Designs at 27 North Main Street in Uptown Butte and shop online at shop5518.com.
2: You already know about the Knights of Columbus Athletic Club, which is the best workout bargain in town. But did you know the KC also is home to JoyFit 406? JoyFit 406 is Butte's only boutique fitness studio offering indoor cycling as well as a rich variety of other fitness classes from dance fitness and bar to pilates, strength and conditioning, and flow. Regardless of your fitness level, JoyFit 406 fosters a spirit of inclusion and community. At JoyFit 406, they believe in more than just fitness. They believe in building connections and friendship that last a lifetime. Join their vibrant community today where health, happiness, and camaraderie come together in perfect harmony. Your journey to a stronger, more joyful you starts at JoyFit406. To book a class or to get more information, visit joyfit406.com, like JoyFit406 on social media, and download the JoyFit406 app. Also, don't forget to book the renovated Knights of Columbus Hall for your party or reception today. The Knights of Columbus is a proud sponsor of the ButteCast. You have a one down in Butte now. Which is yeah, pretty so awesome. it's
0: been it's been really fun. We opened. Uh, um, uh, it had it, it been in the planning, and then a lot of stuff happened with the, the retirements of, of uh, the Joven and uh, the Gallagher and the um, Russo leaving, and so yeah. Now we have a clinic down um, down on the flats, down by Buffalo Wild Wings, where we have a guy that's uh, one. We have a, an assistant that worked from. <laughs> I I thought he was about 30 years old, but he's actually, he's he's been working with our, uh, as an orthopedic guy for 20, um, for 25 years. So he can't really be 33 years old. Do the math. But a guy named Jordan Cade. And so Jordan, Jordan's an unbelievably great story. He, his dad was a doc in Helena. uh, Steve Cade was a family practice doctor. And Jordan goes to school at MSU when he's 18, like we do, and he skis a lot. And he doesn't do very well school so his dad said okay you got you got to go get a job yeah. so he gets hired in 1998 at the hill orthopedic clinic and what he does is at the time we didn't have any electric medical records we just had paper charts so we yeah. had x-rays and paper charts so jordan's job was a chart finder he just walked around <laughs> the clinic and found somebody's chart that we needed that day yeah. so he just walked around just looking for <laughs> where we'd hide him yeah. anyway i started there in 2000 and he was my assistant for my first 12 years and he's, he's wonderful with people, he's a great guy. And I, I would say to him, i say, you know, Jordan, you're an orthopedic assistant, but you should maybe think about going back to school or doing some other stuff. Long story, but he ended up going back to Helena College of Technology, getting his two-year degree. Gets two more years at Carroll, then goes and he's a PA. He, he is a physician assistant at the University of Washington. Spends five years at um, Pullman, as the physician assistant for a guy named Ed Tinkstead, who's the team doc for Washington State. Jordan and his wife want to move back to Montana, and we say, hey, here's an opportunity. You want to come join back and join us? Yeah. So now he's back, and that's the guy in Butte. So he's been working in sports for 25 years. And he is he's a great guy. So he's there every day. Myself, Dr. Pete Hansen, who's my partner, is a foot and ankle specialist, is there. He and I are there either one. Once or twice a month. And then uh, uh, Dr. Um, Chase Dukes, who's our new doc that just actually, he started yeah. yesterday. He's also a sports guy. He's going to be coming down once a month, too. So okay. we'll have lots of your docs down here, and, yeah. and he needs, yeah.
2: Do you like being in Buttes? Because I know, I think it was your dad's telling me that, like, a 15-minute appointment with somebody from Helena... If, you, if someone from Butte has that same appointment, it's an hour and a half because you, you love talking to the guys. Well, we deep. love talking to
0: him. You know, it's it's it's, it's funny. You say that like the, the, the beers or the path houses of the world, and you say, I tell, look at my assistant Kevin. I say, you got to put that person at the end of the day. Yeah. If they're in the middle of the day, we're going to ruin the whole day. Everybody yeah. will be mad at us because I'll be talking too much. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it's it's wonderful to come back here and you know seeing. Uh, seeing friends of my folks, being, uh, you know, hopefully providing them with the service that they need. But also having my son here going to Tech, that's great yeah. too, you know, he just started, so. is, that, is
2: yeah, because you gotta wear a Carroll hat on the sidelines. <laughs> you Do you know, Is I'll that tell rough you, watching uh, your kid play against Carroll?
0: Well, fortunately, well, unfortunately, Nicholas had is red shirting, because he had a he had a shoulder issue yeah. that he had surgery. One of my partners did a fantastic But he's still job. in the uniform
2: on, on He's on Thursday the uniform,
0: so, here. at the Tech-Carroll game a few weeks ago, which was, Gosh, what a great game. Was I mean, fantastic. it was fantastic. And you know, my nephew plays guard, or plays yeah. right tackle for Tech. It was, a, it was odd. I'll, yeah. I'll just say that. And you know, I have to look, I, I mean, not, the, and you know, a lot of, you know, like you, I hate the New York Yankees. Yeah, And I hate the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> But I've been taking care, of Carol, and I don't hate Montana Tech at all. My yeah. dad, you know, my dad taught Your there dad, for th- yeah, 35 there. years. Your brother so Tom played there. Right? Tom played there, and you know, we ran around at the old swimming pool and the, in the tunnels. And yeah. my, I spent my boyhood with the Casperics and the Batavians and the I the just Dunstans. saw John walking
2: across the street. Sco- uh, <laughs> Spook. Spook, yeah, it's John, right? I always yeah. called him Spook. Yeah, he was walking across the street when I was driving down.
0: Yeah, so you know, we spent our yeah. formative years at Montana Tech football games and basketball games. Yeah. you know, with coaches and players. So I don't hate tech. There's nothing about them in my yeah. body. And tech sort of struggled when I was at Carroll. So it wasn't... They weren't like, we hate yeah. tech because they're a rival. We just... We played them a lot. I'll yeah. just say
2: that. But... So there's some intense games.
0: And now they're intense. Yeah. And they're like... You know, people are like, well, what color are you going to wear? I'm going to wear gray. <laughs> I, I, I wore gray. And, yeah. and you know, obviously you, you cheer for your nephews, you cheer for your sons. And um, it um, was... It, it was tough. And, yeah. and, you know, I look at... You know, I can't imagine when my parents when Brian and Tom were actually playing. Brian's other. Yeah. Brian's a safety and Tom is a fullback. At the time they butt heads every yes. single play. In every play they go yeah. against each other. And um Yeah, that
2: would that would be tough for a, a parent to have to deal with that. Oh, Watch, you know, I I can't imagine.
0: Can you imagine having your boys go against each other? And fortunately, <laughs> fortunately Tom and Brian got along. Do you know the Connors boys? Do you know that family?
2: Like Pat Connors?
0: Pat Connors would be a relative, but okay. Bobby Connors is a okay. coach. So Timmy yeah, is sure. the young, Timmy's the youngest, and Teddy, you might know Teddy. He's married to, um, oh, he's married to one of the Schwarzenberger yeah. sisters here. Well, Teddy played for Rocky, and Timmy played for us. Anyway, Timmy's a freshman, and Teddy's a senior, and they on a punt get in a fight on the field, <laughs> and and even the referees and both teams are laughing because they've got two brothers swinging at the bottom of a pile at yeah. each other. Because <laughs> Timmy, the freshman, cheap shot at yeah. his brother. Well, I, I, I'm
2: putting my money on Tom. If Brian and Todd, if Tom mm. ever got in a fight,
0: it's funny you say yeah you If Tom and Brian got in a fight, which they did occasionally, put put your money on Tom.
2: Yeah, cause Tom's but, a big, strong guy.
0: Oh my gosh, and he didn't. Fortunately, he's slow to anger. Yeah, and I learned it when I was about Tom's 16 months younger than me. I learned about. Probably when Tom was about two months old, that I wouldn't mess with him. So really, I, that's so how he I learned how to be little brother, huh? Uh, that's how I learned to run fast. Tom would protect <laughs> me through the McKinley days. <laughs> yeah, your little brother was your enforcer. He t- uh, Tom is the kindest soul, but it, yeah, don't get him yeah. angry. But he he would be the one you wouldn't want to mess with. And
2: his daughters are two of my favorite athletes of oh, all time that Maria, I covered. You know, Maria playing playing uh, rugby. Yeah. You know, she was so so tough and such a good athlete. And you know, Megan was a great player too.
0: And, You know, Maria's in a PA school now Is in she? Boulder, in Colorado. Yeah, because she mean. was a 4 student. So she's she's, too, yeah. she's she's too smart for her own good. She's she's yeah testing off the charts because her dad, just like her dad and mom. But uh, and then Megan, you know, was writing for the Independent Record for a while. Yeah, she's not she, doing that anymore. No, she's. Uh, I don't know. I think she's hanging out with my youngest daughter. I don't know what she's oh, yeah. doing. <laughs> no. <I don't> <laughs> yeah, it's but,
2: a tough business to get into the newspaper business right now. Yeah. But she's smart. She'll figure. Oh, yeah.
0: Megan will figure it out. Yeah. She's a great kid. Great kid. Yeah.
2: She's been through a lot, too. She's, yeah. You know, she's, she's, yeah, she's awesome. She's one of my favorite. She was one of the best girls to interview after a oh, game. Oh, she's, Megan is. Because she was never, like, a lot of kids, gets, they get so nervous. Even though it's just you when you got your phone and you're recording their, what they say with their, your phone. Not on TV or anything. and A lot of girls are nervous. Megan was never nervous. At all. Megan's
0: never been nervous a day in her life. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> no, she's my 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 two. I have uh, two girls, and they our 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 house uh, takes on a new level of intensity when Megan's in
2: here. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, so you're just you're still the Carol doctor then?
0: Still the Carol doc. Well, actually, so now we have three. We, yeah. my, my my partner, Dr. Schlepp, who did uh, Nick's my son's surgery, and then we have a new guy Chase Dukes. So we have three docs that are all well trained in sports, uh, that are have a keen interest in it. And so yeah, this is my 24th year of taking care of Carol. Really. So been to. A lot of games with Vandese and with uh now with Troy and and Troy their co Troy Purcell and I are the same age I don't know if you, are you? That. yeah so we he was a capital kid he, I was a,
2: yeah he, he he's done good everywhere he's went he
0: you know Troy's a great Haver, coach Bozeman yeah and he's over in
2: Idaho with Paul
0: with Paul yeah Eureka he was at Eureka, Eureka before yeah. he went Eureka Haver uh, he actually went Oregon then Eureka then Haver then Bozeman and he talks about how tough it was you know and he really has talk about a guy who changed the culture sort of like Bob Petrino did and and Carol um, but changed the culture because Bozeman hadn't won a state championship forever and then Piggy sorry Troy Purcell um, wins it and he's talked to me about the struggle that that was just to get them to buy in to what he was doing and he said that first year first few years he was just exhausted and he remembers winning the state championship and he said I don't know if I can do this again because this is too tiring but but no to having him around and those coaches are really easy to deal with you know partially cuz you know i mean like i said i've known mike Vandy since i was 16 and then yeah. I'm the doctor and i've known troy since i was 14 so yeah. <laughs> they're easy makes it easy that way yeah. and then i guess to take it full circle now we we're helping with tech and you got Kyle Sampson who i uh, he did. was an infant when we played at Linfield when I was a freshman. So I, I and Mark was yeah, his Mark dad. Mark was his coach on the yeah. coaches' staff, right? So yeah, it was um, so lots of the connections that you have that help just because you have history with them and they yeah. trust you. So
2: yeah, that's a, that's a lot of good coaches and yeah. uh, and players you've been around over the years. <laughs> yeah. for sure, for sure. And did you get a ring when they win? Nope,
0: no. I did never get a ring. I yeah. but I I can tell you I the first. I was I was at all the national championships and I think Carol you might correct me went six and two or six and three. I think they've lost two or three and they've won six. Yeah. I was not at their basketball championship. You know, they've I oh, really? the national I didn't make that. You didn't make I, that. But I've been at all the other national championships. And it's funny, I remember the picture you always see is at the sports illustrator Brandon yeah. Day, when he was muddy and all those things. Well we win that game and everybody's ecstatic. You know, we win the national championship great. Well the next year it was rainy too, and we lost to Sioux Falls. Yeah, was, and, and that
2: was when Matt Ritter was quarterback Matt right? Ritter Fresh, true freshman right
0: yeah Matt Ritter's playing and because we, yeah. we lost Dane Broadhead we lost some other guys and, and anyway, he played great too and Matt played great and it was raining and I remember our athletic director Bruce Parker and he said we just can't play in this rain anymore. and everybody's mad because they lost and I'm like well, it wasn't that different last year. You know, yeah. Everybody's happy when you win, but it
2: you makes know those a good
0: photo when you win. <laughs> it makes you. Good, but those those were great, uh, great teams and great guys to be yeah. around, and you know just a great time to be at Carroll. Yeah. and uh, Mike and Nick Howlett and uh, and uh, Jim Hogan were just salt of the earth guys. Yeah. I remember that some of those when they had great teams and my wife would be so mad at me because I'd go down on Saturday mornings and six in the morning we'd have coffee and somebody'd bring McDonald's or something and we'd just laugh about old stories for three hours before the games even started and she's like you can't be gone all day, we got three kids at home <laughs> a, no. can't be a
2: Six a uh, 6-6 six oh my
0: gosh, unfortunately my wife has uh, my wife is so supportive of all these things and she uh, she was a college athlete herself so that helps a ton
2: yeah, so. oh she played up at Carroll?
0: No, so my wife is um uh, she played at Seattle Pacific. She was a volleyball oh, player oh, at really? Seattle Pacific. They started. She was. They started volleyball when she was a, a freshman, and so she went up to. She actually had a, a full ride scholarship for track at Boise State. So uh, my wife, my son, who's our only biologic, gets all of her athletic ability, his athletic yeah. ability from my wife. <laughs> Well, they, <laughs> well, I got
2: I got proof right there that you were a pretty good athlete with, that, with the sweet Dahlberg award. No, but
0: she won that she won it for her high school. Did she? Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> she was,
0: but but fortunately, you know, you really have to have somebody that loves sports and and yeah. uh, and loves raising kids because a lot of times doctors just aren't around. You got to find the right person. Yeah, you it's not a
2: it's not a nine to five really, is oh, it? No, it's not.
0: It's never yeah. somebody's always. Yeah, and you're all, you're
2: on call a lot.
0: Not as much anymore. You yeah. know, with younger partners, I'm not as much, but. And we have enough, but yeah, it's you know, with sports you're always on call because you know, yeah. I mean, just like everybody, what happened to Tommy Millant? I don't know. Yeah. I haven't heard yeah. from his mom yet. Yeah. <laughs> 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 have
2: you have you had him as a patient?
0: Uh, yes.
2: I guess you probably can't really yeah, yeah, ask yeah. you that though. But me? yeah, but but that's what I mean. Or you
0: yeah, Eli Because you know, Tommy's but, one
2: of my favorite people in the whole world. I love Tom. Yeah, yeah.
0: He's, a, he's a great guy, and you know. Uh, getting full circle of what I to talk about I mean those are the you know those are the reasons we grow up in View like this because the, the little kids that are you, around you they want to be Tom Milan yeah. I want to be Don Douglas Yeah. you know I want to be John West I want to be yeah. Mick Tuttle I want to be Henry Klobuchar yeah. I want to be Tom I, Milan I definitely don't want
2: to be Henry Klobuchar <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's, but no, a, he's a Yankees
2: fan for a while no thing.
0: I know but uh, but no I mean that, that's the thing about being on call is yeah. in sports has Nick De Joven to you're always on call. Yeah. Especially, you know, the fall season is so, because you have one bad game and you have seven guys hurt. You know, yeah. I mean, in a football game, you can have seven guys. And you just hope for the luck that you yeah. won't have hurt. And, and at Carroll, when we had success, at Capital, when they've had success, most of the time, you look back, there weren't very many injuries. Yeah. And yeah, you, you got to stay healthy. you got to stay healthy or you don't. So. Yeah, so and it's
2: very rare that you do stay healthy in football. It, is. Yeah, it really that, is. yeah, you probably you're getting you're going on the field at least once or at least a few times a game. A few times a game, and you might not be major, but you're you're going on the field,
0: and, and you know you gotta be there, and you gotta be in contact with the trainers, which guys like Nick showed. But you know they, what that, uh, I think about what that like that Demar Hamlin thing that happened last year. I'm oh, watching so that scary. live. That was what you really need is you need really good trainers, yeah, and you need an ambulance. And that, I, I can't imagine, I don't know if you saw it, I, I have to ask my brother about this. Did you see that that game got canceled up in Highwood and this week? Or, no, I didn't. So there was a game on Saturday of six, Men where two guys got hurt on the same play. One guy gets ambulance, one guy gets helicoptered. So Gee. they stopped the game, so they had to play it last night. No kidding, That's no. what I heard, I don't know, yeah. I haven't talked to Brian about this, I gotta to talk to him about this, but. So yeah, yeah I mean, you, you, it's stuff happens. You know yeah. I mean, scary stuff happens. And yeah, you see, there, there's that, a
2: kid that plays for Central course i won't i won't give away his name so we don't give away break any rules but he, he broke his neck he had a vertebrae break and and he played football he was inspired i wrote a column about me quitting football being a big regret and you know make sure you don't you only regret what you don't do and i kind of helped him inspire him to play football then he breaks his neck and i'm like oh my god i feel so bad about that but luckily it's not a you know, it's 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 just a like a fracture. It's know, a fracture,
0: it's, but he doesn't have any uh, spinal cord injury.
2: Yeah. yeah so that, so it's, he's all right, but. No. Yeah, but that but it's scary, it's and scary. you never know. Of course, you can, you know, you can step off this curve step and step off do the curve.
0: But yeah, and, and that's the fun thing about sports is, and sports medicine is most of the time you can make people better, and you yeah. know, even the neck guy is going to probably yeah. heal that fine. Might not be able to play football again, but he you most of the time you yeah. can get him better and. You have your disappointments, and you see guys get hurt and miss time, and you know. But you know, getting to be around them and getting when they when they have success after you've helped them, it's, it's so, so much fun. Yeah. And they're they're just, you know, the the nice thing about sports is the work comp part of it is most of them want to get back to work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're not lingering and, yeah. <laughs> and say, "I'm hurt, I can't play." They all want to play. Yeah. You know, my son's nine weeks out from surgery. He says, "Dad, I think I can play." And I said, "No, you can't. You know, yeah. you're not ready to play, Nick. That's not going to be the way it works." Yeah. So.
2: Well, what was it like uh, when you're dealing with Dougie? People remember they. <laughs> there a story. was last year in football. They thought he might have tore his ACL. And yeah. Doug didn't sleep. And I think Doug passed out.
0: Yeah, I think he did because
2: he was so nervous. And then Don Senior took. They, they took him. You got good news. They took. He took him out to uh, the Lydias, The whole people's family went out to celebrate because wasn't hurt. is good. But is Doug as intense? As a dad in the in the waiting room, and as he is uh, on the football field.
0: No, you know, it, 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 you do know he was my roommate for four years. <laughs> was that. he really? Yeah, we oh, were okay. roommates. For so you four guys years. pretty tight. We we're really tight, and so a uh, lot of history, and you know, uh, with uh, with that, and uh, yeah, you know, it, when you're, I I think it hurts way more when it's your son than when it's you. You'd much yeah. rather have the broken arm or the torn ACL or the yeah. uh, broken neck than your son, because watching them get hurt is brutal. Um, so, yeah, he's he um, – I know when he calls and it's something big. And, you know, when when, uh, when Dougie broke his ankle – I guess we can say it. When he broke his ankle this year, yeah. that was – fortunately it was the right time. Yeah. Because <laughs> he should be ready for their college fight season. And he's doing fine. Oh, He'll do fine. Good. He'll do fine. Yeah,
2: Dougie yeah. will be fine. So, Doug, he doesn't call your uh, your switchboard. He calls you He
0: calls directly. me. He's got this.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: he knows where to get a hold of me.
2: Yeah.
0: So, so yeah, that's why you say you're always on call because it's, you know, it's – friends of yeah. kids or and friends prob-
2: and, uh, how many people are trying to get free advice from you when you bump into them hey I
0: yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know not you know as much as it seems you know yeah. I, in <laughs> fact I tell you know I tell the, uh, the students this time because a lot of times we'll have students that are just medical yeah. students and have no interest in orthopedics and I'm like, if you're going to spend some time with me you've got to be a cocktail orthopedist and they're like what are you talking about and i said well you're if you're at a cocktail party you should be able at the end of this rotation with me you should be able to have an intelligent conversation about somebody's shoulder or their knee if you don't i failed so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's awesome well doc i've had you for uh, an hour are 20 here uh, anything <laughs> we want to get off for no
0: to- I, I mean uh, just a couple things i mean so much that appreciate what you do with this and as i talked about having these mentors on and so inspiring like I said when you have a when I'm listening to a Pat Ryan or I'm listening to a Kyle Sampson or listening to a Curtis Smith my fifth brother I don't know if he told you that yeah. but he is my actually my fourth brother sorry yeah, there's only he's five the Michael- he's brother. the fifth Michelotti but uh having those guys on and looking at kids and when you you know bringing those people on and even the other stories that you talk about and bringing the lady y'all had on about the um and the, the addict thing yeah those are so important and people yeah. need to hear these things and thanks for what you do because this takes a lot of time it takes a lot of research and like anything you know you're doing well and just keep doing what you're doing
2: uh, <laughs> and, and as long as i keep uh, margie michelotti way i'll be safe because <laughs> <laughs> brian says i need to be very afraid
0: oh yes I, you know you, anybody that raised four boys like she did and <laughs> is still standing and still talks I, to us <laughs>
2: But of course, I know she's such a sweetheart when I've known her. So far. oh yeah, she <laughs> she still doesn't is a seem scary. Yeah, Bernie says she's <laughs> looking for you. You call Dr. John the smart one. So no, that's a,
0: that, oh yeah. that that was the last thing I was just saying. You know, you know part of the Butte thing is part of Butte, and the reason you guys have so much success, what you do when I'm looking and starting anything, is you have guys like Bernie, yeah, and you have guys like Mike Thatcher, and you have guys like Billy. At the Civic Center. Yeah. I mean, you, Melvin, the guys, man. Billy Melvin, you know, the, uh, those guys take care of the people in front. What, what I do tell, the last thing that, or, is what what I try and emphasize to our younger docs. As long as you take care of the person in front of you, you will be fine. Don't there, There's always going to be stuff around you. There's going to be somebody tugging, saying, I need this or I need this, and pulling you out of clinic or whatever you do. Yeah. But when you're doing surgery, you're taking care of the person in front of you. That's really what you're doing. And in life, if you just take care of that person that's in front of you, most of the time, everything else will take care of itself. So make sure you're being honest and taking care of that person. And Well, we're not always the best at doing that. There's doctors or anything we do, but if if you emphasize that and you do that, you'll be fine.
2: Well, Doc, I appreciate your time. No it's problem. It's great seeing you, and I'm and, so glad I'm seeing you without an x-ray. <laughs> In the background. The cut, yeah.
0: <laughs> now you have my phone number, and now you can be the one. Yeah,
2: I'll be calling you directly, yeah. <laughs> All uh, right. right. Uh, thanks, Doc. Thank you.